What is good, everybody? Welcome to the third ever crossover podcast on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. Extra football for the 49ers because they're in the playoffs. That means extra podcast for you. We will try and do one of these every week. The 49ers remain alive in the playoffs. I had the pleasure of joining RJ Ochoa on the Ocho, a podcast for our Dallas Cowboys community blogging the boys here at SB Nation. So as we like to do when I go on other pods, we want to bring those to you because you might not normally be able to see them. Plus, we think it gives you a little extra perspective. You know, you get to hear from somebody who covers the team the 49ers are playing. So Without further ado, here's me and RJ Ochoa. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the legendary, the incomparable, supremely handsome, supremely talented, not as tall as I thought. Uh, if you listen to the SB Nation NFL show, you get to hear he and I go back and forth every Thursday on the look ahead from Niners Nation, SB Nation's home for San Francisco 49ers content. And really straight from my heart, it is Rob Stats Guerrera. Stats, welcome to Blogging the Boys. See, you're being nice to me now, but then once we start talking about this game, I, the claws are going to come out. I don't, I don't use claws. I'm, I'm never, never a controversial clawy type of guy. You know that about me. Mm. Um, you know there are few. Actually, I was going to say there are few, but there are a lot. Actually, a lot of people that I podcast with on a regular basis. Uh, but stats is one of them. I highly encourage everyone to go over to the SB Nation NFL show. We have shows that come out every single day covering the league as a whole. And every Thursday, uh, Stats and I will still be here throughout the offseason, but we normally preview the slate of games that is to come. This episode of the Ocho that you're listening to here at BTB, it's dropping on Thursday. So Stats and I will have a new episode over there today. Stats, um, are you going to predict a 49ers or Cowboys win? I'm going to predict a 49ers win. Are you serious? Come on now. So... For anyone who is not aware, Stats has hated all over the 49ers this season. He has dragged them. I don't, I honestly don't know anyone who hates Jimmy Garoppolo more than he does. <laughs> uh, so, um, all that being said, Stats, you are now ready to pick the team that is led by the quarterback who, fully healthy, is not legitimate, but now has a thumb issue that is uh, prohibiting him from being uh, fully ready to go. You are that confident in Kyle Shanahan, who you thought should be fired to a degree uh, way back in the earlier days of this season. I was frustrated with Kyle's handling of some of the personnel, not as a play caller. As a play caller, he's still one of the best. He was absolutely in his bag against the Rams last week. And here's the deal. We know the Kyle Shanahan game plan for the playoffs. It's make Jimmy Garoppolo do as little work as possible. Remember, this is a guy that threw eight passes in the NFC Championship game in 2019. He threw eight. He only completed six. So Kyle Shanahan knows how to keep Jimmy Garoppolo from shooting himself in the foot in a big playoff game. And the 49ers are going to be able to run on the Cowboys. And when the Niners can run on you, you're in trouble. So... We all know the template, right? I mean, you just laid it out right there. What what happens when it doesn't go to script for, for the 49ers? Because that's, you know, look, we're all, you know, getting a little bit more caught up on the 49ers. Everyone's been so focused on their own teams and stuff over the last month or so. What happens? Are You're down 17 to nothing in a, in a must-win game, and, and Stats is, is tweeting out disparaging things about the coaching staff on Twitter at Stats on Fire. I mean, I, I don't know that they could pull a rabbit out of their hat like that back-to-back weeks in a row because – this is a turnover-prone quarterback, and this is a team, and you know this certainly almost better than I. Uh, this is a Dallas Cowboys defense that is very good at capitalizing on turnovers. They have, uh, they are tied rather for the highest point differential or ter- point differential turnover differential in the NFL. That seems like a recipe that does not bode well for Kyle Shanahan's offense. 
that is clearly going to be what this game hinges on. In the four games this year, the Cowboys didn't force a turnover on defense. They gave up an average of 400 yards per game, which would be worst in the NFL. So your defense thrives on taking the ball away. If the 49ers can just avoid that, they're going to be able to move the ball on your team, RJ. And here's the thing. Since week eight, the 49ers have the second most explosive passing plays in the league. So they have figured out how to generate big plays. They just don't throw yeah, the ball down throw the, the ball. To get the ball to them. Debo. That's how you do it. Get the ball to yes. Debo and he'll explode. That's it. Yep. That's how Jimmy Garoppolo does it. It's not through the air. It's basically get the ball as fast as I can to the wrecking balls we have. They call them the Yak Bros in San Francisco. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Debo Samuel, and they do the rest. So in case anybody doesn't listen uh, to the SB Nation NFL show, number one, shame on you. But every Sunday night, Stats has put together or puts together a fantastic wrap up of the day's action. So he is fully aware of everything that is happening throughout the NFL. He is um, you know, basically the voice of God at the SB Nation NFL show. <laughs> wow. So all that being said, Stats, you have seen every Cowboys game to a certain degree. And I'm going somewhere with this. But who what, what team that the Cowboys have played this year would you like in the 49ers to most? Hmm. There's no other team like the 49ers in the oh, sport, RJ. Gosh, this is so stupid. <laughs> I, I wish the Saints had gotten in over the 49ers so bad. How dare you? No. <laughs> honestly, like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can't. Who do you want me to say? Because I know you obviously want me to say something because you, you have this set up. Well, I would say the Saints, but their quarterback is better. Um, so <laughs> I can't say that. I honestly think the team that is like the the carbon copy that is most similar is the Broncos. That's that's the the team that, you know, kind of hiding a quarterback, not to the same degree, but but allowing a very talented roster to beat you in, in other senses. And like the Denver Broncos, if the 49ers can get out to a big lead here, that might be enough. That was one of the games that the Cowboys defense did not force a turnover. in, And so, you know, that's an interesting point that you brought up four times. The Cowboys have not forced a turn turnover in a game the quarterbacks that they have faced. So, you know, it's whether or not you think Jimmy is closer to these guys or farther apart. Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and Kyler Murray. Is Jimmy Garoppolo cut from that same cloth? Uh, he's better than one of them, but that's probably it, to be honest Who? with which, you. Which one is he better than? Oh, he's not better than Carr. He's not better than Cousins, for sure. He's not better than Kyler. Who is the other one? Teddy B. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Garoppolo is better than Teddy Bridgewater. I don't know, dude. But I... it's close. <laughs> <laughs> to be um, fair to Teddy, it's close. Who are we not paying attention to on, on the Cowboys side of things? Because it's been a conversation about Debo Samuel, George Kittle, um, Elijah Mitchell, somebody whose songs you've been singing a lot throughout the season. Defensively, it's Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. But like, who's somebody who we are, who, who the non Niners nation aficionado uh, is not acknowledging ahead of this game? Uh, if I had to pick somebody, I think I'm going to go on defense, and it's linebacker Aziz Alshire, number 51. He is fast as all hell, and he is everywhere on the field for the 49ers. He's been hurt, and the hope is that he can come back and play in this one. And between he and Fred Warner, they are so fast. The Niners' D-line clogs up the middle of the field, and they're just like, okay, Fred and Aziz, you just chase down anything that goes to the edges. And most of the time they do. They are just incredibly lightning fast. And if Drake Greenlaw is back out there, their other linebacker, that's essentially what the 49ers want to do. So if if you're looking for an unheralded guy that I know most people outside of the 49ers bubble don't know, it's number 51, Aziz Alshire. On the other side of that, which cowboy worries you the most? 
I initially thought Micah Parsons, but now I I feel a little better about that. To be honest wow. with you. Oh, the audacity stats. Here's wow. why. Here's why I'm not totally worried about Micah Parsons. I think Kyle's going to try to attack him from the neck up. Kyle's whole game plan, I think, is going to be to try to confuse Micah with pre-snap motion and guys doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And, you know, Kyle Juszczyk acting like he's blocking for a counter and then completely spinning in the other direction and lead blocking in the other way. I think you you can't stop Micah physically. He's he's a lion, as he has said. But I think if you can confuse him, he is still a rookie. And I think that's going to be Kyle's game plan. The guy that that I'm starting to worry about is actually your wide receiver whose name is it was Cedric Wilson. No. Yeah, is, is, is it Cedric Wilson? Yes. Is that your answer? So it's not Amari Cooper, not CeeDee Lamb, to be clear. No. Okay. Because they're going to get theirs. Like, if Dak has time to throw, they're going to get theirs. I mean, just look at what Cooper Cup did to the 49ers. The whole game plan for the Niners, right, is stop Cooper Cup. And he had like 120 yards and caught the go-ahead touchdown at the end of the game. So they're going to get theirs. But I just worry about – the. Wilson, man, I think that he's really effective. And I've seen the Niners burn people with Jawan Jennings last week. He burned the Rams. He's like their third, fourth target in the offense. So those guys can hurt you. And for some reason, I just have this like sneaky feeling that he's going to pop one. It might not be a touchdown, but it's going to be a big play. So first of all, uh, my dog Bear just barked. Stats always has to be really kind whenever Bear barks when he and I are recording on another show. But now he can't say anything, which is really nice. Way to go, Stats. Way to, way to hold it in there. I know it was tough for you. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it's funny because when you mentioned Kyle Juszczyk, like I could totally see him having like like a 38-yard touchdown. Like that, like that would like that, like they're just being this like breakdown moment of like Kyle Juszczyk just had this like you know like crazy you know run after the catch like bowl somebody over whatever and you're like how did this happen you know type of moment and I could see Cedric Wilson on the flip side he's had a really interesting season um for your own knowledge you're filling in for Michael Gallup who obviously missed a lot of time early on and now is, is out for the rest of the season so you know Cedric Wilson had two touchdowns last week uh, against uh, a mutual friend of ours and Brandon Lee Gowden we'll see if he can do it against your team um I, I want to shift stats to kind of the legacy of this. You have been uh, very hard on, on the 49ers and that they have tried to try to pretend it's 2019 over and over and over again. They've been trying to do that. They've been trying to get back to this point. You talked on the oddcast this week, uh, which people can listen to on the SB Nation NFL show, how the Buffalo Bills are kind of in that mindset. Like this has all been about just getting back here. And so for the 49ers, Everything since losing the Super Bowl has been about this week. It's been we have to get back here. What if they lose? What, what does that mean? Like what you know? Th- this is a rivalry. It's a historic rivalry. If if the if the Cowboys beat the 49ers, do they break their will a little bit, or is it is it just a you know what we were in over our heads? It was never going to work with Jimmy. We you know we hey it was a good year, but we have a lot of work to do in 2022. I think actually that the week that you're kind of talking about, like that result was last week. Because if the Niners mm. lose that game to the Rams, then you can say Kyle Shanahan has missed the playoffs in four out of his five seasons as a head coach. He keeps losing all these games. We keep hearing about how great he is as a game a game planner, you know. But now Kyle Shanahan wins that game. He can say, I've made the playoffs in two of the last three years, and I've gone to the Super Bowl. It is amazing how the legacy has shifted just on the results of that one game. So even if they do lose to the Cowboys, I think it's going to be more – Hey, they gave it a shot. They tried to run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo. It didn't work. Now it's going to be Trey Lance next year. 
And then we'll see what Kyle Shanahan really is made of. So you have also been very hard on Mike McCarthy. You have said, in fact, you said on the podcast, I'm not a McCarthy guy. Kind of a, a sweeping blanket generalization, an mm-hmm. irresponsible thing for a person to do in this line of work. But hey, you know, it's just just my, my two cents. If the 49ers lose to Mike McCarthy, how do you, Rob Stats Guerrero, square that? It's going to be tough because I have called Mike McCarthy a potato. So that is going to be hard for me. I'm not going to lie. I just don't have any faith in him to come up with any sort of creative game plan. And I certainly don't have any kind of faith in him whatsoever to manage a game situationally. I could see him making the exact same mistake that Sean McVay made last week. You get into crunch time. You get into a big spot. The Niners punt the ball back with just, it was right after the two-minute warning. The Niners have all three timeouts. And what does McVay do? Run, run, run. The Niners call their timeouts. They get the ball back. They go down and they eventually tie the game. Like, if you're the Rams, you traded all those picks to get Matthew Stafford for that exact moment, and then you take the ball out of his hands. And to me, I could see Mike McCarthy doing a similar thing in a similar situation. I just don't think he is a very good situational game manager. And in a big spot, in a playoff game, a lot of times it comes down to that, and I'll take my chances. I don't think the Cowboys would run the ball. I think their version of that is they would – I don't know. They would they would kick a go ahead field goal or attempt a go ahead field goal with Greg Zerline, their super shaky field goal kicker, and then <laughs> miss it and and be scrambling and be like, "What happened? How did the guy who missed a kick in half of his games this season miss? That was so <laughs> unpredictable. What you know? Wow, this is so unfair." Um, I mentioned it. Um, good job by me. This is a historic rivalry. It's kind of a new chapter for Cowboys Niners fans of old. Is, is it epic? Like, is this what you wanted? Like, does it does it feel like Cowboys Niners to you? And and I think, by the way, I haven't told you this or reminded you of this. Remember, we talked last year when the NFL flexed out of Cowboys 49ers uh, on Sunday night football uh, in in favor, incidentally, for Browns Giants. Uh, <laughs> seriously, I mean, it's crazy to think that that really happened. Like the rivalry we talked then, like, man, this has fallen so far. This is so bad. This is so embarrassing, et cetera. Here they are now. This is going to be one of the most highly rated games of the season. One of the most highly rated television programs of the year when 2022 is over. Does it feel epic to you? It feels epic to me, but I got to tell you, like I'm in the minority. Most people don't know about the 49ers Cowboys rivalry. And I'm sure people listening to this know, but if anybody doesn't, maybe you're born in 2000 or something and you're not really a history buff. The last time the 49ers and Cowboys played in the playoffs, was 1994 was the NFC Championship game. There was a combined 10 Hall of Famers in the starting lineups for that game. It was also rigged for the 49ers to win, just uh, so we're clear. Yeah, right. I wasn't even going to mention who won that game, but (laughs) since you brought it up, we did win. Um, But like that was what these teams were. The whole season just was precursor to the NFC title game, which everybody in the world knew was going to be 49ers and Cowboys. They were epic, and the rivalry goes back in the 90s. It goes back in the 80s. It goes all the way back to the 70s, frankly. Like, this is not a a recent thing. This is a legacy of rivalry games. And so, to me, it feels big. I hope we see all the old, you know, John Madden, Pat Summerall footage. Keep going all the way back to the catch and all that stuff. Like, this is is NFL royalty. I'm really, really happy that CBS is on the call for this. Like, all due respect to Fox. It just... 
this I I kind of I want Jim Nance's voice to be the voice on this when when we look back on it in 20 30 years whatever um just kind of has that Jim Nance feel it's different like we've heard a lot of I mean you've heard a lot of Joe Buck Niners playoff games you know what I'm saying like this is cool like I I like spicing it up I like it being a little bit different um I like the Blazers being involved so that will be very cool this is the best uniform matchup in the NFL oh. there's no other uniform combination that is better than this and, you know, like you mentioned that there are younger people who listen both at Blog of the Boys and the Niners Nation. That, like, you think Colts-Patriots was a rivalry? Like, no, that's that's weak. Like, you think even like Ravens-Steelers, like, I know that's a division rivalry. It's different. Like, there is nothing, no non-division rival rivalry that is as big as this. I don't know if you can even think of one that comes close. My favorite aspect of this rivalry is a story that Michael Irvin tells, and I love this story. The, the Cowboys win the Super Bowl in 1993. And like two days after the Super Bowl, they fly to Hawaii for the Pro Bowl. And Jerry Rice sneaks up behind Michael Irvin at the Pro Bowl and says, I chased you all year and I couldn't catch you. And I just want you to know I'm already training for next year. Like that's the Cowboys 49ers rivalry. That's what this is. See, similarly for me, I think I've told you this before. One of my favorite NFL quotes is Steve Young on the episode of America's Game that chronicles the 94 49ers. And you, you talked about it. It was, it was just a formality. It was the NFC title game is, is Dallas, San Francisco. But Steve Young says, we showed up to training camp that year to beat the Cowboys in the NFC championship. I love that. Like, I love the disrespect to the Chargers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like we did not care who the AFC champion was going to be. The season was about beating the Dallas Cowboys. And like, that's how intense this is and was. So it's nice to see it kind of rekindled. It had been a long time. I can't think of the last Dallas San Francisco game that had this much juice. Granted, it's a playoff game. I know the 2014 season opener, like you get like the season opening vibes, but that was nothing like this. No, no, this is way, this is the biggest game playoff game that they've played since that championship game for sure. Let me ask you a question, RJ. You saw what the Niners fans did in LA. They took over that stadium last week. Are you at all worried that the faithful are going to invade AT&T? I've never told you this. Um, I think that's a super dumb nickname. I hate that. Like, I'd like why? Just because it starts with an F and like, <laughs> and you know, like that's dumb. like 49ers nation would sound so much cooler, you know, to me. Everybody's like, got a nation. I know, but like faithful, like that's just, I mean, it's, I don't like it. Like it, I, whatever. But um, the, you know, the photo that's been going around has been of the broadcast from that 2014 season opener where you could see like the sea of red and I forget who made this point, but it is a good one in that that was a season opener, like different, you know, like there are all sorts of Cowboys fans who are like, it's a playoff game. Like, so I could see there being a lot less, you know, inclination to sell your playoff ticket or whatever. But I mean, I realize the prices make it difficult, but I think that I don't think it will be as bad. I think there will certainly be a contingency of 49ers fans, but I, I do think the Cowboys crowd because they've been super successful this season. So like everyone's kind of been waiting for this moment. So every, everyone's been waiting to release it's a little bit different than I don't mean this disrespectfully, but like the Niners who kind of snuck in at the very end where you're like, I don't know, are they going to make whatever? Like, no, this this was always going to happen. They were going to host a wild card game. Everybody knew that. And so I do expect a lot of people to be there. They're widening the stadium out stats. Like, how do you stand a chance? Could be a mistake because you're going to notice if there are 49er fans there, you're going to notice the red. It's going to stand out. Plus, it's going to be red and white. That's like 49ers color. So it's going to look even better. I've always thought, by the way, like when NBA teams do that, they'll have like a like a blue out or something mm -hmm. like that, and they'll wear their blue jerseys, and it's like you're hurting yourself. 
because you're like camouflaging yourself <laughs> with the crowd. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're, you're helping your opponent because they'll stand out. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, stats, uh, people can listen to you on Niners Nation and on the SB Nation NFL show. They can also watch you this week on the Blog and the Boys preview show on our YouTube channel. Do you have any other thoughts? Any Anything else you want to get off your chest? Actually, um, I rescind that question, and I want you to explain something that has been your idea to, to sell the listener, all right? Stats has wanted us to do kind of these audio vault episodes over an offseason where we, I don't know, sit back and talk about the 92 NFC Championship or whatever. We recount great Dallas-San Francisco games. So, Stats, sell the listener, and if you, loyal listener, think that we should do this this coming offseason – Tweet at me at RG Ochoa and at Stats at Stats on Fire. Stats, make your pitch. Well, we've just been explaining about how this rivalry goes back and how it's so deep and rich. And I want to dive into all of that. I mean, you're talking about blue blood franchises in the NFL here. And I think Silver you and, and I, you, you and I need to have it out. Who is the better franchise? We'll take a historic look. We'll go back through some of the big moments. We'll go back and compare some of the big players. You can try to compare Troy Aikman to Steve Young if you want, but good luck. I mean, oh we can God. we can dive into all of this. We, you know, go position by position. You know, in the middle of the offseason in July, when there's nothing going on, I would love to sit down with you and just hammer this thing out and finally convince you over to my side. You know, there has never been another Troy Aikman, but there is another Steve Young, and his name is Taysom Hill. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, Sean Payton. How'd that uh, work out for you, buddy? Enjoy um, watching us at home. Stats is wonderful. His birthday was on Tuesday. Happy belated birthday to you, Stats, even though I told you on Tuesday. Anything else? This is not – now's your chance. You know, get it off your chest. But you, you as a member of the faithful. First of all, the league should have let the Niners and Cowboys wear the 94 throwback uniforms in this game. Terrible job by the NFL to not let that happen. But also, I just want you to know that even when the 49ers win, I will be gracious in victory. I will still be your friend. Mm. And, you know, you and I can still have a good show. Okay. All right. So everybody knows Stats um, hates puppies. Uh, Rob, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I wish you health, wealth, and happiness, but just a terrible sports Sunday this week. Right back at you.